We are the Rosettes. And we are the only mother-daughter Bachelor podcast. As far as we know. And we are so excited to be back for another week of The Bachelor. Yay! This past Saturday was a very special day. It was Bachelor Colton Underwood's 27th birthday. Happy birthday, Colton. Whose else's birthday was it, Mom? (gasps) Courtney's. It was our friend Courtney's birthday, too. So, and Ellen DeGeneres' birthday. So it was a good day to have a birthday. But Ellen DeGeneres doesn't listen to our podcast, so Courtney's way more important. Yeah, that's true. We love you, Courtney. That's true. Courtney's the MVP. And also, we've got some Bachelor Nation news. Oh, Bachelor Nation news. So. Which one do you want? To, I'll, I'll talk about the one I'm excited about. Okay. And the one I'm excited about is Lauren Zima, who is an Entertainment Tonight correspondent who um, reports about The Bachelor on a weekly basis and her sh- little show YouTube thing called Roses and Rosé. She is dating a luminary in Bachelor Nation who happens to be named Chris Harrison. Yay! So, Lawrence, you must date in Chris Harrison, and that's super exciting. Because we love them both. Yeah, and I don't know how that's going to work into her show. I wonder yeah. if she'll tease at it, or she'll just, like... She'll probably just carry on as normal. Yeah. Because she's a journalist. Yeah, maybe she'll, like, wink-wink a couple times. I mean, probably. She's pretty funny. But, um, also, Jade and Tanner, the, um, I guess, royalty of Bachelor in Paradise, are expecting their second child. So, congratulations. We're going to hear about that again this summer. <laughs> they're probably nice going to go they're going to go to the beach and she's going to be all big and pregnant and they're going to be Boy. like, "Look at us." And then they're probably going to have a baby themed date. At Bachelor in Paradise, you mean? Yeah. Maybe they'll just have their baby on the beach at Bachelor. <laughs> they'll be like, "Okay, your date today is you're going to deliver Jade's baby. We're going, <laughs> we're going to induce labor." <laughs> Whoever delivers the baby better gets the date. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. So, um, also, I think I heard that uh, Ben Higgins is dating someone. Oh, I heard that too. But he's but he's not going to tell us who it is until he gets all those he gets all those paid ads. I think. Yeah. Until his podcast, he gets like a I don't know. He's been mentioning it on the podcast. Yeah. So, like, whenever he gets enough attention or views or whatever, I don't know. But. Yeah, I think he's probably going to um, wait until, like, Valentine's Day or something and be uh, like, and you can also get this kind of date with promo code Ben and blank. Blah, blah. Yeah. Let's face it. Her name's probably Lauren or Ashley. I don't think he's going to go for Brittany. another Lauren. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> I think he Ashley or Brittany? Oh, probably not Ashley either. No. Brittany is my pick. I think it's going to be another... Do we know if it's another person in Bachelor Nation? Uh, no, we don't. But I'm just picking, like, the most common names we see in Bachelor Nation. I hope it's Nation. someone in Bachelor Nation, cause, or someone that's, like, a real celebrity. Yeah, because, like, otherwise... Otherwise, who cares? Why delay the announcement? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I still care. I want to be happy, but why make a big fuss over the announcement? Yeah. So, um, I think that's all the um, news going on right now. So, oh... And I don't know if you guys are on Instagram. If you are, follow us at The Rosettes Podcast. But also, if you're on there and you're following Colton, I hope you saw that picture he posted today. That was so cute. Of him in his, I don't know, must, must be for prom, prom or something. Yeah. It was his prom dress. It was a tuxedo that went down to his <laughs> knees. 
so He looked cute. so funny. Well, I love that he reposted, I don't know who posted it first or what the deal was, but I love that he posted it and, you know, owned his geekiness as yeah. a younger person. He's definitely cool about making fun of himself. Yeah. I think that's one thing I've kind of learned in his post-bachelor done. Like, that's, post-filming Bachelor. And that's a really important thing for a long-term boyfriend or a spouse to be able to laugh at his idiosyncrasies. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So should we uh, so jump right into the episode? Absolutely. Are you surprised there's there's 15, only 15 people left? Are you surprised there's still 15 people left? I'm surprised there's only 15 people left, but I'm also surprised that there's still 15 people left and we went to... Singapore. Singapore. Yeah. Like, why didn't they go to Las Vegas or Park City, Utah, or Fort Lauderdale, or, <laughs> or somewhere, Richmond, Virginia? <laughs> somewhere that a normal vacation would be cool, but a bachelor vacation would be kind of lame. Kind of meh, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I guess they're really putting out all the stops yeah. for... And, well... You know, that's where, have you, did you see Crazy Rich Asians with us? I didn't. Yeah, that was another uh, movie that you guys saw without me. Sorry. But we need to watch that because it's really good. They do this thing where they're like, Ariel, want to see a movie? And I'm like, yeah, I have to work. Can we go at this time? And then they go while I'm at work. So I never get to see any movies until they come <laughs> onto streaming that services. I mean, they do that with every movie. No, Mary Poppins. We waited. That was that Mary was Poppins. <laughs> Mary Poppins was the first movie in like a year that you guys waited for me. It was super important. It waited. was super yeah. important and I'm happy that she waited. But anyway, so Crazy Rich Asians took place in Singapore and so that's why it was kind of like deja vu and this seems familiar to me when they were showing it. Yeah, my prediction for that is that I I feel like maybe the Singapore's Department of Tourism is trying to capitalize, is trying to capitalize on the Crazy Rich Asian phase mm-hmm. um, and the recognizability and stuff. Yeah, and so I think that by having The Bachelor there, that might be another reason why they're there so early is because they're getting paid to have dates there, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, and they're like, oh, cool, we can do that um, and really cash in. And these, uh, this week's dates were very memorable, too. So oh, yeah, I think excellent. Cool. I think that... Um, memorable places, yeah. Yeah, I think that that will really work in Singapore's favor as far as their tourism goes, because I feel like The Bachelor has a lot more influence over people than we really ever care to imagine. <laughs> yeah, being in Singapore and how beautifully it was portrayed may, in fact, um, inspire a lot of people to look into vacationing there. Yeah, and so, um, for romantic getaways and such. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and this is how I kind of watch TV, too, is because I, I study tourism and hospitality management and stuff. So I always, like, that's what my mind kind of goes to, is I'm like, oh, they're just trying to capitalize on their tourism, I wanna, which is cool. But <laughs> I'm going to flash forward just a tiny, tiny bit. When they announce that they're going to Singapore, Hannah G <laughs> brilliantly and honestly and says, um, where is Singapore? And at first I sort of wanted to laugh at her, but then I thought about it and I thought, wait, I don't exactly know where Singapore is. It's in Asia. It's not in Japan. It's on the greater continent of Asia. But where is it? It's in Malaysia. I looked it up. Okay. So. I didn't know either. Yeah. So I'm I not, I'm like, not very good at geography. Oh, I'm not either. I was not. I did not have a heavy geography emphasis in my schooling, and I'm woefully lame about it. Yeah. So we all learned something new. And go ahead, G, for being honest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that leads us to, uh, we're at the mansion, 
and all the girls are hanging out and uh hannah b is looking stressed and she continues their drama she continues whining yeah the things that were said about me last week shouldn't have been said when she's the one that instigated everything (laughs) but whatever um she basically is just super upset and she's like well i'm moving on this is this is all in the past and then (laughs) chris (laughs) Chris harrison Harrison shows up he shows up and he was like last week was pretty intense guys wasn't it kaylin and he looks at hannah b B and says kaylin how was last night for you and she was like well first my name is hannah she looked like she was about to kill chris harrison Hannah B. Lecter. Yeah, mom's been calling her Hannah B. Lecter. (laughs) I mean, she, I would not, I mean, if she she, does have crazy eyes, if she ate Kaylin's face off or even Chris Harrison's at that point, I would not be super surprised. (laughs) Honestly. Like that was that was gold, and I saw this meme later, and the meme said, um, "I should post it on our Instagram." But the meme said, um, "The devil works hard, but Chris Harrison works harder." But it has that that caption. Do so, you think he did it on accident or on purpose? Oh no, I think I think maybe the produ- maybe he did it by accident, but I think it was produced. I think that maybe the producers were like. Telling him, oh yeah, don't forget they were, don't forget to talk to them about the Hannah and Kaylin drama, and then they just dropped in Kaylin's name maybe a few more times than Hannah's. Yeah. So he was going off there, and he was ready to ask Hannah, and then he was like Kaylin, and then he was like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> or it was totally fake. One of the two. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it was just him messing up. <laughs> he's a professional. So in an aside, they show Kaylin saying, "I came here for Colton, not Hannah B." Yeah. So this uh, this saga is dragging on, and uh, let's just get to Singapore. Yeah, and Kaylin's like, I'm over it. Why can't everyone else be over it? And I think Hannah says it, too, but she's the one that keeps bringing it up. So it's like you're obviously not over it. Yeah. You just see this as um, Miss USA Part 2. Like, exactly. This isn't a comp. I mean, in, it is a competition, is but competition. in theory, while you're there, it's not supposed to be a competition. It, you're dating him Did we and talk- hoping it works out. Chris Harrison says, okay, we're leaving in an hour. <laughs> when <laughs> they all look panicked. If I was one of them, that would instill terror in me. Yeah, me too. However, they are supposed to have their bags right. packed at all times right. because they really can go- be going home at any moment. Right. And a lot of their suitcases were probably still packed from the rose ceremony the night before. But yeah, I'd still be panicked too because I'd be like, I've got to remember my passport. i got to find the cutest but most comfortable airport <laughs> outfit in case they're filming me like <laughs> and you have to look nice and all that stuff yeah and, and this is their first time the show's going to singapore so that's cool yeah that's really cool and then um so you know cut to commercial come back and then we see the skyline of singapore and it <laughs> is absolutely beautiful it's mm-hmm. so opulent looking and gorgeous at some point colton says oh you know singapore is great the buildings, the lights. Like, that could describe any city, really. <laughs> but I see what he's saying. It is. It is. Well, and it's got to be exciting, too, when you've been stuck in L.A. for... I mean... W- for the which girls, is, especially. Yeah, because they, they haven't really been able to leave property except for dates. And Onyeka makes a comment about how she's not a travel virgin, but Colton has never been outside of North America. Isn't that crazy? Is that did she say that? I yeah. thought she was saying that about herself because he. No, she said he. But he went to the beach dates wherever that beach was with 
Becca. They, that was the Bahamas, so that's still Does North that count America. as North America? Yeah. Oh, I mm-hmm. didn't know that. Yeah, so he's never been, like, on another Oh, continent. little baby. Yeah. Oh, golden. Baby's first trip to another country. I know, <laughs> and he seems super enthused about it, as do the girls. The girls who are always, you know, every time they announce something exciting is going to happen. <laughs> they scream and squeal and get so excited. I really, I really hope that Colton's mom put, like, a picture of him with his suitcase going out of the country for the first time and it's like his baby book because he still looks like a big baby you know (laughs) so they're in singapore it also flashes to the girls who are cheersing and nicole's just like oh it'd be a dream to go on a date with colton singapore oh yeah once they land once they show them in singapore they're all they seem to all be holding these fancy drinks they seem to all have the same fancy drink and they're all cheersing yeah and then and um, hurricane glasses. it shows them walking to their hotel room, and they're so excited. And the hotel room is amazing. It is a really nice hotel it's room. It's Fairmont, so it should be a nice hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it's Hannah B. that says this, but Hannah B. says, um, Singapore, or the hotel view is so pretty. And then it shows the view from the actual hotel, and it's you can't really see anything because it's nighttime. And, like, I'm sure the view is pretty when you're there in person. But through the cameras, it was just, like dark with a couple buildings. Bunch of skyscrapers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you can see how it'd be pretty, but this is not doing it justice, I don't think. But But they um, just they check they're so excited about the room, they squeal and squeal and squeal and like like they've never stayed in a hotel room before. But that's okay. That you know, I would be excited too to be in Singapore. Some of them have maybe never stayed in a hotel room that nice before. Maybe, yeah. So and for free. Well, except they have to sell their souls. It's not really free. Uh, do they have to sell their well, souls? Well, okay, they have to sell their dignity a little bit. A little bit. Then a date card gets delivered to the room, and Elise reads it, and it's for Tasha. It says, let's, let's fall, fall in love. love. Oh, and Hannah B. says, oh, <laughs> you'll have so much fun. Like, she's an expert on one-on-one dates because yeah. she's had one. Yeah, she says, it's frustrating because I know what happens on those dates. They'll probably have fun. But, like, your date was horrible. He did not have fun on your date. And you're just, I don't even know what you're going on about. Like She is a piece of work, for sure. Um, and I think Jemmy's a little frustrated, too. The whole too. time she's got her crazy eyes on, too. Yeah. And to be lector. Uh, so yeah, so, yeah. Demi says she hopes that Tasha doesn't come back. Yeah, she says, the less the merrier. The less the merrier. <laughs> just a little twist on the... Good old phrase, but which I can see if it was one of her people she hates. But Tasha, Tasha's nice. I, I think she was just sad because she didn't get a date, and she's starting to panic because mm-hmm. she she's like getting down, like they're getting down to business, and yeah. he hasn't seen the human side of her yet. He's well, just yeah, seen exactly. the Demi side of her. Exactly. Here's the thing about Demi: she's starting to realize she's not going to get a one-on-one anytime soon. So she has to get her story out there because her story is really important. And she just has to figure a way to do that because her normal personality is not conducive to revealing to long-term intimate things. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so her her wheels are turning all the time for sure. Yeah, and so then it goes to Colton, and he's doing another uh, one of his vlog things, vlog thing which I thought we didn't. I thought we were past this, but maybe he's been doing them the whole time, and they're starting to show it again. Yeah. And he's holding a little teacup in his hand. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he's holding a teacup. And it's literally, his hand is so huge against it. It looks like one of the kitty cups that you have, like, (laughs) 
um, in like a kid's tea set or something, like a play tea His set. Paw. But it's real. It's a real cup, and I'm sure the cups might be smaller for their tea set. Because, but also his hands are still so big that it does still look ridiculously small. I think we should call them paws. His paws, because he's just a big puppy. He's like a big bear, or yeah. or a bear, a yeah. little bear, big puppy. But yeah, so he in his vlog, he's talking about the first Singapore date and how he and Tisha are a little behind in their relationship Romance, yeah. compared to the other girls, but that. She is someone that always makes him feel like he can be himself, and he's excited for the That's date. exactly what I wrote down. And the last thing he says before he signs out is, Today, I hope we don't die. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a little foreshadowing for the events to come. Yep. <laughs> and um, it shows him at the beach, and Tasha is like, Maybe we'll go to, like, a waterfall or something, because we're in Singapore, and it says we're going to fall in love. Yeah. So, like, waterfalls. So, they're walking on the beach, and then they go, and they see this, like, bungee jumping thing, and Colton's like, you want to do it? And her face says, no, No. she doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) And Colton's face also is like... A little bit hesitant. Too. Yeah, and Colton basically was like, I have never done anything that'll jeopardize my physical self because... Well-being, yeah, because of football. football. But since I'm The Bachelor now, and this is my life, I guess I'm going to have to jump off this thing. Well, isn't that ironic, though? It's like, I didn't want to ever endanger myself because if I was going to get killed, I was going to get killed in football. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. But he seems to... I mean, he seems legitimately excited about the fact that he can now take these great adventures because football is not limiting him anymore. He seems excited. He seems scared, but he seems excited too. Yeah. Well, they, they, they approach the bungee jump and they're, they're estimating how high the bungee jump is. And, um, Tasha says, I think it's a thousand feet. I don't know if she's joking or just guessing or whatever, but dude, it's not a thousand feet. A thousand feet is like, a different atmosphere. <laughs> a thousand feet is like a thousand feet is the um, Eiffel Tower, <laughs> and like over Christmas we went on a trip to Chicago and we went on the really high building platforms and overlooks and stuff, and those are like thirteen hundred feet. So a thousand feet—that's not a thousand feet. I'm sorry, but still, it could be pretty close. I maybe eight hundred feet. Mm, that's two or three hundred feet, probably. It looked really tall. It did. It looks terrifying. I'm not saying that they're, um, you know, their bravery. I'm not questioning that. They're way braver than I am. I would have done it. That looks like fun <laughs> oh to me. God, just, we were watching and I was like, like simultaneously. Mom was like, I was like, that looks like so much fun. And then mom was like, that looks horrible. But when I was your age, it looked like so much fun. Now it's like, mm, your feet are attached and you're plunging <laughs> off head first. Yeah. Oh, and let's comment about that. So Colton did it right. He plunged off head first. But Tasha, like, she plunged off feet first. And then when she hit the bottom, her whole body, I, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's going to die. Because her whole body, like, jerked around because you should be plunging head first. So you boing back up. Yeah. And not twist around like that. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. It was, I felt like, oh, my God, I hope she's okay. Yeah. Um. And also, um, they were up, they went up to the top and they were both kind of freaking out a little bit. They were super freaking out. Colton and his, when he's away from Tasha, is like, 
oh my god, like, she's really freaking out. I need to not freak out so much for her sake so she can feel more comfortable doing it, which I thought was sweet. Oh, yeah. Colton's <laughs> a sweetie pie. Um, no question. And then Colton goes to jump when they're up there. And some guy, someone's job is to push people off the off the ledge of this thing <laughs> if they can't jump on their own. So they give them the option to jump, but there's a guy there that will push you if you freak out. And so, I don't, did you see this guy? Well, I noticed that the people on the top of the bungee, they looked like they were American guys, U.S. Mm-hmm. guys. They didn't look like Singapore guys. Yeah, and they, it, they sounded um, like they had American accents, yeah. too. So, um, proceed. But they, they, um, they're up there and Colton, his feet are all bound together and then he has to waddle to the edge <laughs> like a penguin. And then he gets to the edge and they're like, okay, one, two, three, jump. And he does jump, but there's still a guy there that like is pushing him off. Like, could you imagine if that was your job to push the bachelor off a ledge? Like, I feel like there's Depends lots on of the people. bachelor. <laughs> Half the girls last season would be ready to do that to Aria. Yeah. yeah, So they pushed him. They pushed him off, and he is he goes down, and then he bounces up. And when he's bouncing up, it goes. He goes. Oh no! Not again! (laughs) Well, when he's when he first falls, he screams to quote Tasha. Like a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him. I would too. It's scary, yeah. yeah. I'm sure they both peed their pants a little bit. <laughs> like, I would not be surprised at all. Um, and then she jumps, I think, after that. She does jump. I think that would be a super fun, super fun time. Well, here's the thing. If you're if you're legitimately both afraid of that, and you both experience it together, that's going to really bond you it's together. It's trauma bonding. Yeah, it's trauma bonding. It's really going to take like Katniss you. and Peeta in the Hunger Games. <laughs> Quite, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I totally see that. So they face their fears together, and they're like that. That really forges their relationship forward a little bit. I think that's yeah, really that's cool a legitimate thing, thing yeah. for sure. Um, then they both get to the bottom. They make out a little bit. They're like, oh, cool, fun. And then they go to the beach and they make out in the ocean. And her oh. red suit is so gorgeous. She has a rock and bod. She Are looks you kidding? so good. She is stunning. I don't so know how, she, how hard she works out. I don't know. But she does not just look like a regular girl. She is, like, her. she's stunning. Mm-hmm. And she, she was gorgeous. And from the get-go, she, she was one of the ones that we first saw. We said, oh, my gosh, she is, like, just model gorgeous. She's just... Yeah. And she's so nice, too. I just, I can't say enough nice things about Tasha. And she just, um, they just seem to have really good chemistry together, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, they so. were... She's, what do they say, wifey? She's wifey material? I guess some people say that. <laughs> um, yeah. She could be wifey. She, I mean, anyone can be a wife, but... But a lot of the people that go on this show aren't really setting out to get married. To get married, yeah. I think well, that she's potentially... And we'll get to her wifey experience we right now. Then they go to their nighttime part of the date... She's got this tiny, slinky black dress on. She looks gorgeous. Oh, yeah. She looks gorgeous. Was this the part where they were both sweating? There was lots of scenes where a lot of the people yeah. were really sweaty, which leads me to think that it's probably really hot in yeah. Singapore. Yeah. And later on on the group date when they're walking around Singapore, all the girls have fans and they're like, yeah. you know, fiercely fanning themselves. It's got to be super hot there. Yeah. And, you know, they're there in the fall and they're in the southern hemisphere probably. So it's more like summer there. Yeah, yeah. 
probably. So it's probably so, always hot there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like- yeah, so they go have dinner. Um, she's, she says in, the, in the, a little ITM aside that she's super nervous to talk to him because she has something really serious to tell him. They go to dinner and Colton um, just tells her, he's like, listen, you make me so comfortable and you're a very com- comforting person. Um, and I, this is like a reoccurring question that he asks on every one on one. He's like, how are you the way you are? What it's made like, you the person you, you are? This? Yeah. And yeah. this is stock question for everybody, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good question though. So we'll give him a break. Yeah. So she, you know, summons up her courage and she tells him the past two and no, the past one and a half years have been difficult for her because she was recently divorced and she's trying to find her footing in the world after her divorce. She was with the guy she was with for a long time. Six years. Yeah. Yeah, So if she's 28 now, she would have met him when she was 22. Yeah. Right. Assuming, well, let's assume that she was with him for six years and then the one and a half years since she got divorced was on top of that. Uh, So she could have been even younger. And, you know, she said it was her first boyfriend and she married him. And she said as a Christian woman, she planned on only being married once yeah and i feel like that's sweet baby that's i feel like that's a very common thing in religious families but also you can't like everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. and stuff and like and you can't control the the motives the person to whom you're married yeah and so for example if you didn't marry my dad then you wouldn't have had me and jack that's right. So, but and I then, didn't stay married to your dad for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. So, happily, we get along most of the time. Yeah. So, things like that happen, and you got to do what's best for you. And yeah. Colton says that. Colton says, I'll never judge anyone for making a decision that makes them happier. Right. Which I think is a very good and positive way to handle information like and that. And he also interjects that his parents are divorced too. Mm-hmm. And remembering his hometown with Becca, his family was all was over the huge. place. Right. Yeah. A huge family ranging from very young children to his age and all yeah. over the place. And, and they were very loving and stuff. Yeah. And, and I didn't pick, I don't remember knowing that he was um, from a divorced family. So it made sense once they reminded us, but I have forgotten yeah. to. Um, so that makes, that makes how big his family was. That would make a bunch more sense. Right. Right. Um, cause families that like get divorced and then get remarried often are just both sides of the family too. And that happens. That's but just for a sure, super big you know, family. For sure. Things happen for a reason. And just because, a relationship may end in divorce. That doesn't mean that that relationship failed. Yeah. You know, you've got to take the positive from things and say, okay, this relationship occurred for this reason, these good reasons. And just because it didn't work out ultimately, these good reasons made it a successful part of my life. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to take away from this too. This is a very, heavy episode it was it was a fun episode for parts of it and then it was very heavy (laughs) (laughs) whatever demi was there it was super fun and then all the other parts you just super like oh gosh just right so that was 
you know, I had read somewhere early on that she was divorced, but I totally forgot. I didn't know that. So that was nice to me. Yeah. When she said, I was like, oh yeah, I totally forgot. And she is just the most together, lovely woman. Mm -hmm. You know, I hope, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't have a good feeling that she'll end up with Colton, but if she was a bachelorette, I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. She's awesome. And yeah. so classy. And she's one of the... It's going to be hard for them to find a bachelorette out of this <clears throat> group of girls because they're all so young. Like, and their whole thing is that they have to get married. If they pick someone that's so young, then they're going to have to... That's just going to set them on a track where they're just keep going to keep having young younger, people on younger, the show. Younger, yeah. yeah. And that's... Pretty soon it's going to be like Jimmy Kimmel's baby, baby. paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel's Baby Bachelor. I love it. it's one of my favorite TV segments. Um, so you know, yeah, we're we're totally Team Tasha. I hope that yeah, she, I really like Tasha. I hope that she has a total happily ever after in Bachelor Nation mm-hmm. and Colton. Uh, and then we go back to their hotel room. Back and to the hotel. They get the group date, date and card. Hannah Sydney reads the date. Card. Yeah, Sydney reads the date card, and Hannah's like flipping out because she's like I just really want another one-on-one in Singapore that'd be so fun and she's like but whatever happens I don't want her to get a one-on-one date she won't even say Kaylin's name she's just like just don't want her to get it and does she really think she's gonna get another one-on-one yeah I'm like girl you have the first one and it wasn't even good like he's not wanting to hang out he barely kept you honey yeah so like that whole thing and she's just freaking out she's not excited about it so sydney reads the date card and it says let's get a taste of singapore and, and they read out all the names hannah g is the first name they read out yeah followed by a bunch of people and the last name they read out is hannah b which yeah. at that point hannah b realizes that kaylin was the only name that wasn't read and she's she's out. gonna get a one-on-one yeah <laughs> And um, Demi, it, Demi speaks out of, to Kaylin. She's like, I'm upset to see more of his time go to this pageant drama. Like, mm-hmm. it isn't fair to the rest of us. And Kaylin was like, well, this isn't, like, I'm over it. And You're then entitled was, to your opinion, but yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, and um, Kaylin was like, well, I'm over this. And then Demi was like, but Colton's not. Yeah. And Which is true. Yeah. Demi, what I've noticed in the past episode and this one is that Demi is right about a lot of things. She's not especially nice, but she is often correct. Yes, she's... And that's what makes her so intimidating to people, I uh-huh. think. And that's what really gets what gets in people's heads. She's a fascinating combination of immature, but very wise. It's just confusing, but it's fascinating. And we love to watch her. Mm-hmm. And since she has dropped the whole ageist thing lately, I'm more in her camp. I'm more liking her. And... But yeah, then it goes back to the nighttime part of the one-on-one, and Tasha gets the rose, and then Colton takes her on a Ferris wheel ride, and yeah, a huge Ferris wheel. Yeah. yeah, and it looks like it would have been really fun. I like Ferris wheels, but isn't it interesting? I remember at one point um, during both of these parts of the date, Tasha said she's not afraid of heights; she's afraid of falling. <laughs> And I hope that's true because this date was all about heights. Yeah. (laughs) I hope neither of them were too terrified of heights. Also, Colton said something like when he, I don't have it written down, but he said something like when giving her the rose, he was like, we both conquered our fears today. And I thought that was really, really special. 
or his, he was like, we've conquered our fear of heights today, and that was really special. We accept this rose. What he should have said was, it was nice falling for you. Here's a rose. He just missed out on all the puns, like all the corny lines that the producers would have loved him to use. Whatever. I like the. In, I like that they had their little, like a little table with champagne and stuff in their little Ferris wheel pod. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and then they popped the champagne in the thing, and I'm like, "Aren't you afraid you're going to break a window?" Like, <laughs> it's, well, it's not like an airplane. It's not like the pressure is going to cause them to fly out into the stratosphere. <laughs> I think they'd be fine if it did break the window. <laughs> um, and. There's, I noticed there was a heavy emphasis on the romantic music during this part, too. Yeah. So that's I thought she was going to get fireworks, but I was wrong. Yeah. She got a Ferris time. wheel. But Ferris wheels are expensive. So, like, I wonder if they, I, I still think that they were probably paid to. Well, yeah, I'm sure they um, don't have to pay anything use. because they're advertising the Singapore yeah. Tourist Bureau, right? Yeah. And also, we don't know how the American dollar translates if it does i don't know maybe they have dollars there i don't know um so maybe when we went to chicago and our ferris wheel ride was 26 dollars a person maybe it's 26 dollars a person there but in american money it's six dollars a person okay who knows who knows if you know hit us up yeah yeah so then it goes to the group date and this is the biggest group date yet so everyone's freaking out 13 girls. They're stressing. Um, and Colton is also stressing. He's like, I want to spend time with everyone, but I also am not one for in-your-face physicality. Note to Demi. Which, you know, you're the bachelor. <laughs> and so. Demi, and her like a little aside, says she's going to treat this date basically like a one-on-one. She's going to pretend the other girls aren't there, and she's going to just treat him like they're alone together. And sure enough, she's the one that strikes out and jumps to him the first of the group of girls and gives him the leg wrap. You know? mm-hmm. And then she doesn't let go for, like, the first half Never. of the day. Yeah, <laughs> she rides, rides him piggyback, and it's all very strange. Um, they go to Chinatown, comma, Singapore. So there's a... Was that that? Wait, was it actually Chinatown? Yeah, it said there was a little brief sign that said Chinatown, Singapore. Oh, that's interesting. So I imagine it's a pretty touristy area. Yeah. So they're walking around, and Demi gets Colton to get this little um, cartoon cartoon thing with... uh, Together, which is cute. That was a fun idea. Yeah. She kind of initiated that. Yeah. Almost like a yeah, some of the girls, yeah. as we'll see, are just way too timid and would never treat it like a real relate. They just don't treat it like a real relationship. Right. And I like that she she does. She's yeah, Demi is with your fearless. if you were with your boyfriend on a vacation, you would do something like that. You'd be like, let's get a carriage, honey. Yeah, yeah. So whereas some of them feel like they have to ask permission and stuff because they feel like they're more on the, on a like they're on a show rather than right dating for, a person. Yeah. And Demi says. For the 16th time, probably by now, that I'm going to do whatever I need to do to win this, basically. Hannah B. looks stoked, and Hannah G. looks less stoked. (laughs) Is that what your notes say? Yeah. (laughs) This must be when they approach the leech lady, then. Yeah, and Colton sees the leech lady, and he's like, 
hey, I want to go do this. And he's acting like they weren't planning on doing this already mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's this? Yeah, and they walk in. And there's a little aside, like a little ITM <laughs> thing with Hannah G. And she says, okay, are we going to watch this or are we going to do this? Yeah, and then Courtney says, um, is this FDA approved? Like, no, you're in Singapore. <laughs> in Singapore. The FDA has no jurisdiction here. I thought that was so funny. I was... She was funny. I, I, I hope, I hope that she was just being silly and not thinking the FDA had any um, impact on Singapore. If it was, it would have been a very, very dry joke because I felt no humorous <laughs> inflection in that. Like, but I did, I did feel her for her. Like, wait, what? What are we doing? Is this even safe? But yeah, the whole thing was pretty. I'm hoping <laughs> that she was just being funny. <laughs> Is this FDA approved? Um, okay, so. You know, they're, they're all in there. And, the, and Sydney is the first one we see doing it. Except well, Colton no, goes Col- first. Yeah, yeah, so that's the thing. So they're all in there and they're like, uh, or uh, when the leech lady invites them, they're like looking at each other. And Colton says, uh, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. And so the leech lady puts a leech on his arm. He says, oh, yeah, I feel it. <laughs> I, did, I don't remember hearing that. But then it shows Sydney doing it. And she's like, oh, it, uh, it feels like a jellyfish sting. Like, how often do you get stung by jellyfish, Sydney? I've heard that's an extremely painful experience, so I don't know what to think Yeah, and she was very casual about it, too. I'm like, so you're in pain or what? Like, And Demi's super into it. She's like, oh, look at the little guy. He's latched on. (laughs) And then freaking She does have a cute outfit on during this with the little halter top thing. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And she did, and she took the... She's so she's really thinking. She pulls the halter top down to put the leech on her boobs, ah. so she's flashing some cleave on the date. Um, Again, it looks like a you know an outfit from the children's department, but she looks very <laughs> cute. And then it shows Hannah B. Lecter. <laughs> Do you want to say this part? Wait, well, yeah. So, well, first she's laying down on the little table, and they put the leech on her. And she's like, oh, and then they show her outside standing up with the leech still stuck to her belly, and she says. I thought we left Kaylin at home, but the leech followed me here. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are so petty. Like, And I wonder if maybe the Bachelor producers didn't encourage her to do that. They but probably it's still, did, but who cares? It's still petty. You should yeah. still say that. Oh. And she's obviously way more into this drama than Kaylin, Kaylin is. is. Yeah. yeah. But then they go and they're shopping and stuff. Which and Colton is- wears a fedora. And the girls are kind of like, don't do it. <laughs> Are we 1998 or? <laughs> and then um, Hannah's flipping out because he thinks that she thinks that he's focusing on everyone but her because mm-hmm. he probably is. Mm-hmm. And then um, Colton is, asks Cassie to do a reading with him. A fortune teller mm-hmm. they find on the street. And he says, Cassie, let's do this. And the fortune teller says something along the line of to Colton, you are a child of winter, which he is because he just had a birthday. And Cassie, you are a child of spring, summer. I don't know when her birthday is. And that means you are brother and sister in a former life. (laughs) And so their little eyes are all like wide and excited and listening to him. And then he says that and they're both kind of like, oh. (laughs) And and they're like, we didn't want to hear that. You didn't want to hear that, did you? (laughs) Colton says, all the other girls are happy now. (laughs) 
and it was just very Game of Thrones, like <laughs> very, yeah, like what the Lannisters, yeah, <laughs> very Lannister, and they're they're both very blonde, so it's yeah. it's very very extra very Lannister, Jamie and Cersei, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I didn't even think of it. And then they go and they eat stuff. And well, even before that, during the whole time they're like shopping and looking around and stuff, and the whole time Hannah B. Lecter is like she's got her smile on but her eyes are like racing around and darting here and there and looking terrified and yeah you know he does he's treating me really bad he doesn't like me i think he hates me blah 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 <sighs> she's not having fun no yeah anyways so they go to lunch and then they go to lunch and she's like i just want to impress colton and then colton's like hey do you want to eat a fish eyeball <laughs> well not only that he yeah directly to her directly to her like yeah. hannah why don't you eat a fish eyeball it's like he's it's almost like he's pissed at her and trying to trying to like humiliate her or something. Yeah, I feel like not that, I'm, and I don't think he's doing it in a in a mean way. I think he just likes her less than everyone else, and so yeah. he's trying to like poke fun throw that bit. at yeah. her. Okay, yeah, and there was a difference from what I said and what you said. I see that. Um, that's probably true because he's not mean or spiteful, but I think he's just kind of like getting her back in a jabby little way mm-hmm. for being a jerk last week. Yeah. Um, and she does it, and it's really freaking gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. I saw someone on Facebook post an interesting article, and I didn't read the whole thing, but it was an article about how this episode of The Bachelor kind of, um, tainted mm. and gave a bad name for... Did you see this? I saw... I, I heard a little for bit For Asian about, cuisine. Yeah, but, so there were some people that were upset, because, um, it showed all the gross kinds of food, because that was kind of the theme of the date, but that not all cuisine in this part of the world mm-hmm. is especially is this especially in singapore there's supposed to it's be a, a very mass, wealthy city yeah it's supposed to be a massive variety of extremely fine dining mm-hmm. and that this was not an accurate representation of what you could get to eat in singapore yeah so having said you guys. that <laughs> yeah having said that i was impressed with nicole we haven't talked about Nicole yet, and we all we love her. Yeah, oh, she I a, love her. I do too. She, <laughs> I can't wait to see her in paradise. <laughs> she had a bite of the eel, and she was like, mm, "It's good." Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, but I love Nicole, and I love how for the food she was. Yeah. She was like, "This is pretty good. I'm into it," and she's just so cute. I love her. So at the end of that experience, Colton says that you know, thank you for um, Trying participating in this yeah. because my wife needs to be adventurous and spontaneous. Then it goes to the nighttime part of the date, and Hannah Elector steals him first. And um, Courtney, at the beginning of the group date, tells the camera in a little aside, she says, I'm so excited to talk to Colton tonight um, and just spend some time with him. Dun, dun, dun. We'll see how so, that works out. That's the thing that she said. Foreshadowing. Um, Hannah, Hannah B. Lecter is wearing a really cute hot pink jumpsuit. I wrote down. Mm-hmm. So it must have impressed me at the time. Elise, yeah, it was cute. It looked a little costumey to me. I don't yeah, think I would have worn it. A little it. satiny, shiny. Yeah, it was pretty shiny. But it was I good think. on her skin tone. It looked really pretty. Yeah, it was a good color for her. I, I wasn't a fan of the material. but um, Anyway, it, so the other girls are talking about you know, how uncomfortable it is that this pageant drama is continuing. Yeah. Briefly. Well, I wrote down, Tracy's got this weird yellow Asian-y dress on. It was hideous. I don't think the dress was that bad. I just didn't think it looked good on her. I didn't see it too well. Fair enough. The color didn't look good on her. And it was this weird sort of cultural appropriation. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she was... It was weird. Yeah, I don't really know. Who knows? She could have bought it when she was in town. Yeah. I don't know. 
forgive me. I, I jumped to conclusions. Mm -hmm. So when Hannah B. Lecter and um, Colton sit down to talk, she tells him that she, basically she wants him to know about her noble character. Yeah, she's hurt. She. It's important to her that her husband trusts her and knows that she has a noble character and that she's hurt that he doesn't seem to realize this is essentially what she kind of says. What a weird noble character. What is that? That's that's an interesting choice of words. What is she like? I think, well, a damsel in distress or something? I think she, her, her phrasing, I think there's a lot of the time when she's saying things, it's very rehearsed because of her pageant experience. I don't think she is good at spontaneous conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I'm sure she probably thought of this ahead of time and was like, noble character is a good thing to say, right? And her producer was like, yeah, sure. And so she just went with that. And I think she just rehearses things, but when it comes to actual spontaneous conversations, they might not be that great. She's a mess. Yeah. Um, but, and it might be nervous too. Being nervous. nervous. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Colton, you know, Colton doesn't bother Colton. Colton just rolls with it. And yeah. For me, I was like, what a weird thing to say. Yeah. And, um, Colton, um, <laughs> Colton was like, I'm cool with you guys hating each other. I just, I don't care. Like you, you can do whatever you want. I'm just going to focus on my relationship with each of you. Um, but also, today I felt like I got my Hannah B. <laughs> Hannah B. Lecter back. <laughs> he didn't say quite like that, but yes. He said he felt like he got her back. They make out a little bit, and she feels that now they have a clean slate. And she can see herself falling in love with him. Yeah. Then Cassie comes into play. Yeah, and I think Cassie and Colton are so cute. They I just, are. I just love them. They do. They have a special little awkward sweetness. And the thing with Colton is you can tell the girls he digs. I mean, he yeah. digs. And that's a reoccurring theme with most bachelors, I think, is you, you can kind of tell. I Yeah, I couldn't tell as much with Ari. Yeah. But, I mean, he he's into Cassie. He's into Hannah G. He's into Kaylin. He's in that Tasha, Elise a little. And Katie. And Katie, yeah. So there's half of them that are left he seems to really like, and the other half he's just sort of hanging out with. Yeah. So, Kat, yeah, he and Cassie get together. They joke about the past life sister thing a little too much for my comfort, given that they're making out. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, the word I latched onto was brother and sister in a past life. life. Like, you really enunciated <laughs> that. And then um, they make out and Cassie says, your sister wouldn't kiss you like that, would she? Yeah, and then they weird. laugh and Colin's like, how would I know? <laughs> and then we were all kind of suspicious of him a little bit. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, with respect to our Sparkle Squad, a sartorial survey, um, weekly contest. I hope that Cassie will one day win that because at this point, I'm just not impressed with her style. I love her. She's got a very specific beach. It's very casual. Beach style, yeah. And this outfit in particular, she was, although most of her body was covered, it was almost like she was wearing nothing because the slit was so high mm -hmm. and there was no bra and it was just, she just was like, out there and she's gorgeous well i didn't really think about that her slit was really high and i don't think it was promiscuous in any way no no i'm not like bashing her i'm just saying it she seems a little casual compared to the rest of the girls. yeah 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 um but i think that's just a california style yeah, thing maybe. she 
she sticks with her SoCal beach yeah. looks. And that's all cool. And that, that makes her kind of makes her stand out in a way. Mm-hmm. But I, it just, she's notably not as notched up fancy as the other girls. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just another observation. Then it shows Courtney and she's looking at the rose and she's, she's like spiraling like crazy. That rose is mocking me. And she's just like, he's complaining and stuff and like as she's complaining it's showing all the girls doing cute things with him yeah spending time she's, with like, him. she's like i'm not confident i'm not confident and somebody says nobody's confident and she says she's just like freaking out she's spiraling yes and then the cute little montage of people with colton katie um oh she got him matching chopsticks yeah. as a little gift when they were out in town. Yeah, and Sydney wraps his wrist where he had the leech on. on. the leech. And Hannah G reads his palm and says, hey, you really like the girl that you gave the first impression <laughs> rose to. Like, she's really latching onto that first impression That's rose. That's okay. I don't think Hannah G's repertoire of <laughs> novel ideas is very vast. But she's I like her. super pretty, and they seem to get oh, along and she's really super well. nice. Too. Yeah. And they, they're well suited for each other, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's not gonna launch a rocket anytime soon but oh then we get into the demi and courtney yeah Mm -hmm. demi tells courtney and she's like or i think that you need to just like get out of your head because you're different from this like basically saying that you're ruining your own path that you're on she basically she's like you know you're better than this this isn't you you know why are you doing this in her demi way she essentially tells her to grow up and she's being lazy and i agree yeah well, she's, I think she says, she says in an aside that, she, that Courtney's being lazy and not trying to spend time with him. Um, and she's digging her own grave, basically, mm-hmm. like this. And she's right. And she's absolutely right. Courtney's being so obnoxious. She's and I just, really liked Courtney up until yeah. this point. Even last week when she had her weird little confrontation with Demi, that was just kind yeah. of weird, but I did not like her. Well, but this week, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like... I still don't not like her. I don't think she's a bad person. I just think, you know, what, have you ever watched this show before? Why are you sabotaging yourself? Well, also, if you like a guy, then you should just talk to him. You shouldn't wait around. Like, this isn't 1909. Like, I don't know what you're doing. This is a contest. He does not, he is not obligated in any way to pursue you. You are here to pursue him. And I, I can see how... If you're a, and we talked about this a little bit with Catherine earlier in the season too, but I can see how you'd want to be, you'd want the guy that you're into to be into you enough to make time for you. Mm-hmm. I get that, but also when you're in this kind of environment um, and girls are going out of their way to talk to him, then you should too. Like especially if he's not coming to get anyone else, he's you Colton. Know? Yeah, he has his hands full. He's doing his best best with what he's got on his plate. Yeah. And he's not going to remember, oh, crap, I didn't talk to... I mean, he's going to remember the chicks he's super into. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, honey, he's not going to remember you because if you want to make an impression on him and become one of those girls he's super into, you're you going to have to go to out of your way. Up. Yeah. Demi goes and talks to Colton and he... Oh, yes. She, this is when she's reali- she's just realized that she needs to be a little bit more human for yeah. Colton. She, she has figured out that she's not getting a one-on-one anytime soon and that she needs to do her big story with him without having the benefit of a one-on-one because time is getting short and she's got to play and she is playing smart for sure she knows this game and she is doing what she does and she's doing it well and 
Um, she says she wants to show him another side of herself. Yeah, and he, she tells him that her mom has been in federal prison and that she was just released this week and how even though that's been really hard and that you never want to see someone that you love that much go through that, that this hasn't made her love her mom any less. And she loves her mom unconditionally. And she cries. I love you too unconditionally, mom. Same, honey, but you're not anything like Demi. <laughs> and you're not anything like Demi's mom. And thankfully for both of us. But, <laughs> but, you know, it was it was sort of touching and she sort of cried. I mean, she cried. I couldn't yeah. exactly and tell she, if it was real, but... She basically put an optimistic twist on the negative thing. And yeah. Colton told her that. Yeah. Colton was like, I like your optimism and how you've turned this negative thing into a positive part of your life. And later on, he tells her that he appreciates that she puts family first. And she mm-hmm. was like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I meant to say. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't want to judge. Well, I do want to judge Demi, but not on that particular aspect of her life. I don't know what her relationship with her mom. You know, daughters and moms have special relationships. And, uh, you know, there's there's no arguing with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, mwah. Mwah. love you, mom. Love you, honey. I'd love you even if you went to jail, but you wouldn't do that. Hopefully I won't. <laughs> um, no plans to. Would you love me if I went on The Bachelor? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's, I would only go on The Bachelor if Wills was The Bachelor. Okay. But Nobody else? Well, we'll see. Probably not, though. All right. All right. I'd rather have, I'd rather make Yvette go on. Oh, yeah, Yvette would be fun to watch. Shout out, Yvette. Um, um, I see no chemistry between Colton and Demi at all. N- no oh, romantic well. chemistry, yes. but I do think that they respect each other, yes. and I think they enjoy each other's company. In this episode in particular, before I always thought he was kind of afraid of her, and he was just kind of keeping her around because he wanted to get rid of other people first, but in this episode, I feel like they're friends. I feel like they become yeah. friends in this episode. And in Demi's little aside, after she has that conversation, she says... I know that he cares about me, and I know that we do have a special connection. And I think she's right. I just don't think it's a romantic yeah, connection. I agree. During and I think she knows that, too, which is why she worded it the way she did. Yeah, but she's still, she's still playing the game so she can get as far as she, she can get. And I don't blame her at all. Yeah. I, I felt my heart was sort of warm because in this episode, I felt like they actually, for the first time, Colton looked at her and saw her for... More than just a part of the show's More than line. just the spanker. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know. And I like Demi, so I... I like Demi more now that she's not doing the ageist crap here and there. Yeah. Um, but it shows Courtney, and Courtney's like, um, what am I, chopped liver? Why isn't he coming to see me? She said chopped she's like, liver. They bleed yeah. Out. She's like, I'm just gonna sit here until he comes to get me and maybe I'll get up to talk to him later. And Demi's back at this point. And she was like, okay, at the end of the day, you need to stop making excuses and act. This is ridiculous. And she's absolutely she's right. right. And Courtney was like, uh, maybe I'll just get up later, but I'm not going to right now. And it's super stupid. It's just dumb. I mean, and I, you know, I don't dislike Courtney. She's not done anything bad. I'm just frustrated with her. You know, she's, well, she's being stupid and she's she's squandering a great opportunity. Yeah. And she's not accepting the fact that that's what she's done. And, um, Demi tells the camera, she's like, I've been trying to talk Courtney out of this for 30 to 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. And like, she's not doing anything. So I'm just going to go back up 
and see Colton and tell him that I appreciate the time that he gave me to listen to me. And they don't do anything. They don't make out. They don't even talk that long. She just really does go up there and thank him for his time. Mm -hmm. And And that's the point where he actually says, uh, you don't give up your, turn your back on your family. And I appreciate that. And she said, yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Then Courtney finally goes, Courtney goes up up But she only goes up because she wants to interrupt them together. Right. And Colton's not there when she goes up. Yeah, Demi's there. Colton's not there. And that's got to be a producer thing. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah. But whatever. Um, And Courtney says, Demi says, why didn't you try to see him before? And Courtney says, I did try. And that's just a lie. She, From what we saw in the edit, she didn't try. Yeah. And it is always possible that she got a bad edit. absolutely. But she also said... Earlier, am I just going to be sitting here all night? I kind of believe she was just sitting there all night. Courtney and Um, Demi have a chat. Demi says, I'm here for Colton. And they chat, and everything's fairly civil until Courtney says, How how old old are are you you again? (laughs) How old are you again? And that's when Demi flips out. She's like, Oh, stop. Oh, stop. We're the same effing age. And when they part ways, Demi flips off Courtney, but they blur her hand. It's like, Really? We know what she's doing. We know what she. We know what she's doing. <laughs> a, we know what she's doing. B, fantasy sweets much stuff happens on this show that is not for general audiences. You know, just it's just the irony of the whole thing. Coming. Yeah, it's fine. It's just funny. Courtney was just being really rude, and Demi. I was on Demi's side the whole time. I completely agreed with Demi for everything. Well, and then Demi has a quote. It's not my quote of the night, but it is a good one. She says, Courtney puts the ass in class. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Because Courtney had insinuated that Demi had no class. Yeah. It was just, uh, it was also so stupid. So then we get to who who gets the date rope. <laughs> it shows all of them. And Courtney never talks to Colton. And it comes time for Colton to give out the date rose. And Demi gets it. Go Demi. <laughs> So I was stoked, and it showed both Courtney and Tracy, and they were just both flabbergasted. Yeah. They were so over it. <laughs> and but Tracy's got to be a little relieved that she's not having to take the majority of Demi's, you know, assault. I, I don't think so. I think Tracy liked it because it meant that she was relevant. part of the action. Yeah. yeah, and now she's not relevant anymore, so yeah. it's like and she doesn't really seem to care about anything but being seen on the show but I don't know I don't know her I'm just making assumptions yeah. but that's kind of the vibe I get from her Courtney's pissed that's pretty much the end of the day Col- Colton says they're all amazing and thanks them for the lovely evening mm-hmm. and that's the end and of Courtney that. goes and cries and Nicole goes to comfort her oh yes that's right and Courtney's like I should just go effing home yeah it's time for the second one-on-one of the evening and a butler Comes up in front of all the other girls, including Hannah B. Lecter. <laughs> and he's the yeah. cutest little old man. He's adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and As he, Hannah G. will point out later how adorable he yeah. is. Yeah. And um, he says, which one of you is Kaylin? <laughs> and um, Kaylin gets up and she's super excited. And she gets she the gets card. She gets the date card. And the date card says... I've been waiting for this day for so long. Meet me downstairs. Yeah. Which I don't think has anything to do with the date, except for the fact that it's going to be in front of Hannah, and Hannah's going to know that he's wanted this date with her for a long time. Yeah. So Kaylin is giggly, you know, <laughs> love you guys. Bye to everyone. Here's one thing about, I, lo- I really like Kaylin, but up to this point, she's either been massively giggly like uncontrollably giggly or uncontrollably uncontrollably weepy a lot of the time 
So. I guess so. She seems to be very aware of the way she needs to present herself. Mm-hmm. Because pageant-y, of, because yeah. of the pageanty, and she's better at it than Hannah B. Lecter. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying, but she does seem to be very aware. Yeah, I do like her. I'm just pointing out that this her giggliness can be a little bit over the top. So, oh, then they cut aside to um, Hannah B. Lecter, and she talks about how and she's talking to Hannah G. Well, at this point, no, in the ITM, she's like, oh, oh, you know, maybe I should have clapped for her. I didn't clap. I didn't clap for her in the Miss USA patch. Maybe I should have clapped for her. Uh, sure, I'm happy for her, but I wasn't like, oh, go, kill it. You know. But yeah, she was just being really catty. Like, she was just being just catty. catty. And it's like, you're not even making sense. Over like, the top catty. Yeah. yeah. It was it was stupid. I, I don't think I even wrote that down because I was just like, she's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, Kaylin is, I wrote down, she is so pretty and she she is is certainly, um, among the top choices for bachelorette when the time comes. I think think so too. Um, especially after this date, I think she's too young for it, but of all the 23 year olds, she's certainly the most poised and been through the most. And as far as we know, as far as we know. Yeah. Um, but it shows uh, Hannah B. talking to Hannah G. And Kay- she goes, Kaylin will love this date. And Hannah G. kind of laughs because she knows that she's kind of being passive aggressive. And Hannah B. was like, no, really, from what I know about her, she's going to love being pampered. And and they're both snickering sort of about it. Yeah. And she's like, it's fine. Though. I don't mean I hope- to be mean. Yeah. I says. don't mean to be mean. I hope they have fun. But I just don't want to think about their relationship. And then it shows her again. And she says, what if he buys her shoes and a dress? <laughs> That's my quote of the night. <laughs> what if he buys her shoes and a dress? And she just looks so sad like she's about to start crying. I also like the, the Hannah G's quote. He's the cutest butler I've ever seen. Like, are you, are you accustomed to seeing butlers on a regular basis, Hannah G? I'm just very curious about that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyways, I enjoyed that, that little exchange. Yeah. Then they go. They drive off in a Bentley. Yeah. Oh, and their ride is sweet. And it doesn't look like they're wearing seatbelts. That, I didn't write a note of that. I just remembered that. And I was like, huh. But I also didn't see seatbelts. So I was like, maybe it's not a law. But still, they should still wear seatbelts. They should still wear seatbelts. But, um, yeah, so and they go Colton shopping. Colton's excited to spoil her because she thinks he that he thinks that she's deserving of being spoiled, and so they go shopping. Yeah, the one of the the first stylists that they are of the stores that they're shopping in gets her this little black dress. Oh my gosh, that is just it's absolutely gorgeous. gorgeous. It has the fringy sleeves, fringy long sleeves. It was just amazing. A little was, bit of a Asian Chinese, you know, collar. And, yeah, with the buttons. Oh, it's beautiful. And it was the super pretty. Was she looked gorgeous in it. They were like, "Yo, oh, you should get this." And they're just trying on a bunch of clothes. And Kaylin's like, "This is fun." And 
Colton was like, this is really fun for me, too. <laughs> my, well, my favorite thing about this date was how Colton was, like, into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was carrying around his bottle, his little, not bottle, his glass of champagne everywhere. Mm-hmm. But he was totally into it. He was so yeah. excited. Like, last year when Ari did it Ari for took Becca, Becca mm-hmm. he, Ari just sort of sat on the couch and said, that looks nice. And just sat there and... Yeah, he totally look bored and didn't want to like pick out anything for her to try on or yeah. anything. But Colton's Colton like, "Here, try on this jacket." Colton was totally into it. Yeah, which again kind of lends to the whole how straight is he? Doing, yeah, you know, uh, not to generalize, but there's just things that you kind of wonder about Colton. Right, right. it's it's a thing, and I love Colton. I have yeah, I don't mm-hmm. judge him. I think he's great, but. Yeah, I, it was Colton was into it as much as she was, and that, yeah. that made me really smile. Yeah, and um, oh, and they make out here and there during in the story. Yeah, he, she straddles him, and they walk around kissing, and that's weird. Okay. <laughs> and then, oh, my favorite part. This is my quote of the night. Um, <laughs> she tries on that really high slit green dress with the really oh, low yeah, cut, and the uh, little Asian men stylist in that store goes. Jennifer Lopez, eat your heart out. <laughs> and rightfully so, because she was she looked hot in so that dress. Good, yeah. She was hot in that dress. It was cut down to there, cut up to there, with like, what, like maybe a four-inch seam in between, yeah. up and down, and she looked gorgeous. That was my quote of the night. Yeah. That was so good. That was very funny. Well, see, I've, li- I've limited my quote of the night to the the girls, so maybe I can expand a little bit. Oh, I didn't even think to do that, because that, that quote made yeah, me harder that's than a great anything quote else. That whole, Kudos that to you. Um, but um, they go back to the hotel, or she goes back to the hotel with all her bags. And, and before she gets there, they cut to the girls in the hotel, and Katie, magnanimously, is saying, oh, I hope she had a great time. She is so beautiful. She's so going to look gorgeous and all this stuff, and I can't wait to see her. So go, Katie, for being well. A she also supportive. said. She also said though that she's like she comes back more glammed up than she already is. I'm just gonna send myself <laughs> home right now. Fair enough. And she's wearing little flannel PJs. Yeah, I love Katie. I love Katie. And we don't too. see much of Katie in this episode, so I'm glad we got a little bit of her. So um, so Kaylin comes in with carrying all the bags. what. 20 bags yeah maybe. and nicole says i don't even get that many presents on christmas <laughs> she nicole says she can't even walk she's carrying so many bags <laughs> i love nicole I love her too. and cassie, see i wrote it right there i said love her <laughs> and cassie just starts crying yeah and i feel so sad for her and she says it's hard for her to see someone she's dating doing all this for someone else. And then she quickly fixes herself and she's like, I'm really I'm, happy for Kaylin. So I really happy am. For like through the tears. <clears throat> and she's like, but this is just so hard. It's so cute. She's got her little sweater on and her sleeves are pulled over her yeah. hands and she's wiping her tears. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I'm so sorry. But I'm really happy for Kaylin. <laughs> Maybe she and Colton are perfect for each other because they're both <coughs> giant adult children. Like, they both, I mean, they both are, seem like lovely people, but physically, they both look like Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get you know? what you're saying. But, but she's still small. I really she, got the feel that, this is the first time I really felt the Cassie thing was really serious on her side. Like, I really, she did, she, she her heart was broken that he went on a date with somebody else, mm-hmm. even though she knows this is part of the process. I, I yeah. really felt like she was really invested in him. And she really does genuinely care about him more yeah. than I've seen uh, the other girls really do. So, mm-hmm. I agree. all right, go Cassie. Um, 
And uh, so she, so Kaylin comes up with all the bags, and all the girls are gathered around. And, and this is torture for Hannah B. Lecter. It's torture for Hannah B. Lecter, but all the girls are so fake happy. <laughs> like, oh, that's... And then the, the camera, they say, oh, that's great. And then they show the camera lingering on each of them after they say, oh, how great that is. And they're like, all their faces are like, either I'm so sad or I hate her or God, please let this be over. <laughs> and um, then it goes back to the nighttime part of the date. And, um, yeah, this is where things get a little bit serious. Yeah. It's so when she, date. when she, when Kaylin meets, um, Colton for the date, she's wearing this beautiful emerald green ball gown. Basically. It's got a really low back. She looks gorgeous. Yeah. And they're making out forever. Well, and he says when he first sees her that he loves her dress and she says, thank you. I saved it for you. I saved it for you tonight. You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so then they sit down for dinner, which they never eat. And she tells her story. You know, she's alluded to this story that she's been hurt before, and she finally tells the story. And it's just heartbreaking and tragic. And kudos to The Bachelor, and even way, way more so to Kaylin for being courageous enough to share this and television. Talk about it, yeah. Because it's an important thing that should be talked about, but I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough on any sort of television. Yeah. So I don't want to like linger on it too much because it's just gross and awful. But in October of 2014, Kaylin says a sophomore in college, she was, went to a party, had a glass of wine and it was drugged. And it was a party at a party where she knew everyone too. So it sounded more like a kickback than an actual full on party. Right. And she was there with three of her friends and the wine, the wine was drugged and they all, all three of the four people passed out. So there was one that didn't drink the wine that was able to sort of convey what happened to the best of her knowledge the day after. And Kaylin says she woke up naked with no memory of what happened the night before the next morning. Except for a blurry um, memory of a man Mm -hmm. in in the bed with her. And the friend confirmed that the assault had occurred. She was raped. Not only was she raped, but they took Snapchats of her. And provocative videos and stuff of her on the couch after she had initially. And posted them on social media and stuff. And just super horribly violating and just awful. Why? You know, that's my conundrum. Why Why would anyone want to do that to anyone else? It's horrible. And I, I can't understand that. I, it was absolutely heartbreaking. And, I, and she goes on to talk about how the following day she went to a hospital to receive a rape kit. And they turned her away. And by the time she went got to a hospital where they were able to take they her. They were able to help her. Um, too much time had passed, and they weren't able to collect the evidence needed. The rape kit was inconclusive. And she was, you know, too embarrassed and ashamed to tell her family, which... But also, when she did try doing something about it, when she went to the police and to the school and stuff, they all got away with it, except for one person. Yeah, well, yeah. And one person got expelled. Like this and is a criminal that's act. the biggest punishment he got was that he got expelled. Yeah, every single okay. one of those people that participated in that should be in 
in jail. And this is a reoccurring thing in rape culture that I feel like it should be discussed is people so often get away with their crimes and like the no worst. matter how hard she tries to get to make it like punish them, no one will listen to the victim. And I feel like there's, she didn't really discuss the vic- any victim shaming that may have happened, but that's a legitimate fear that women like that have to think about. The, the fact that the worst thing that happened to any of them is one of them got expelled is it's disgusting. just blows my mind. It's, it's horrible. I mean, anyways. And I so. hope, and after they showed this date, they did um, post a link and phone number for yeah, the rape. Yeah, that's good. A um, hotline. It's a stuff. weird thing. Bachelor is such a silly, goofy show that, that, they had to, that they had to deal with this. But they dealt with it pretty well, I thought. I thought mm-hmm. they did a good job. And they didn't do a lot of editing. It seemed very genuine. Yeah. Colton asked her during the conversation, I forget what, exactly what the question was, but, you know, who did you rely on? Who did you go to to talk about this? And she said, well, I talked to my mom and my dad, but it was almost a year after because I was so ashamed. It's so mm-hmm. heartbreaking. And there's no reason anyone should ever feel ashamed about that. Like, you know, no matter what, if anything bad happens to you, you know that you can talk to me about it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. There is no, no, no shame in anything anybody does bad to you. Or even if you make your mistake, even if you make a mistake on your own. Yeah. Not related to sexual assault of any kind. If you get a traffic ticket or anything, you can always come to me. Always, no matter what, it doesn't matter. I will never love you less for telling me what's going on with your life. And I know not every mother, daughter, or family situation is that way. But, God, you know, people, if anybody listens to us, just know there's somebody that will hear you and listen to you and care for you and support you. Yeah. Just rely on those people and let them help you. And something else that she kind of briefly discussed when she was going talking about all this trauma was that she was traumatized and um, she didn't say suffering from PTSD, but that's probably what was happening mm-hmm. for for a very long time after that. And she, she was couldn't, freaked out when people t- when men touched her. And yeah, and, and she, she couldn't PTSD. she couldn't um, leave her home. She couldn't go to her classes mm-hmm. because she was so traumatized and when a man would accidentally bump into her, she would get triggered. And, um, cause that's how serious this is. Yeah. And it was horrifying and heartbreaking to see her discuss this. And, um, then Colton also opened up a little bit about his relationship. He didn't say it was Allie Raisman, but we all know it's Allie Raisman. Um, talking, he talked about how he was, um, that his first love had been sexually assaulted also. Mm-hmm. And that that caused a lot of problems with their intimacy as well. Um, and he had thought that he'd found the person for him and stuff and found his like first love and stuff. And um, it was just hard for to see her hurt like he was in pain, but he didn't understand. He thought it wasn't in his right to feel any pain because he wasn't the victim. And Kaylin, he guiltily sort of said that to her that, you know, I'm sort of on the outskirts of this kind of situation, but you know, I feel guilty and bad that I was feeling pain from her. 
experience. Mm-hmm. And then Kaylin said, no, don't feel bad yeah, about that. This has affected everyone in my it life. It affects every, every ounce of my being and every single person in my life, she said. And that's just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So that date was pretty intense, but I appreciate The Bachelor discussing that. And um, appreciate her more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, this was part of her platform as Miss North Carolina. So mm-hmm. it's not, it wasn't a secret. Yeah. Um, so it's not like the bachelor people didn't know this was going to happen, but kudos to her. God bless her for continuing to spread her message mm-hmm. and trying I, to empower other women who've been in the same situation. I think that a lot of the places in, um, America that, where The Bachelor is a very popular show, not to make generalizations or anything, but I do think that a lot of places where this show airs and is popular, rape and things like how and like how to protect yourself and ways to be safe are not aren't really discussed. High profile. Aren't, nobody wants to talk about it, right. and it's not something that's discussed. So I think that it's not saying that people in that, this part of the country are more prone to do those kind of things, but maybe less prone to discuss them and less prone to discuss them. So I think that the fact that Kaylin used her platform and um, the show to be able to discuss this and have it reach so many people is a very, um, uh, it's a horrible thing, but it's a positive. She's turning into, turning it into a a positive, the most positive thing she can do. Yeah. And she says that every time she, forget exactly what she said, but every time she shares the story, I think is what she said. Every time she shares the story, it's like she's taking a, a piece of herself back, mm-hmm. um, which is a heartbreaking thing to think about to, in her, in her mind that she's so broken and that this person took so much from her that she has to, that she's not all herself. Yeah. But she also said that she's not going to let that experience diminish her worth as a human being. Yeah. So just a super, one of the most powerful and profound bachelor dates I ever remember. I haven't been watching, watching. that long, but for me, absolutely the most. Yeah. Um, so, and it, it really brings into perspective how stupid and ridiculous the pageant drama is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we'll get to that later. Cause then, yeah, uh, the two of them are going to talk about that. So then All we, right. well, that's kind of she hard gets to talk the about, rose. but she gets, of course she gets, of course the she gets the rose and, um, Colton appreciates, he like, thanks her for sharing that with him. Um, and, uh, they, Colt or Kaylin basically says, I feel safe with him and mm-hmm. I appreciate that he not only, or I don't know if she said this in her aside or if this was on Instagram, but somewhere she said that I appreciate him for not only listening, but for also hearing me. Mm -hmm. So Colton tells her she's incredibly strong. And then they proceed to walk around this beautiful thing. I don't really know what it is. It was very avatar-esque. Like that's a good point. Okay. So this is, I don't know much about it, but this place in Singapore there, it's like these big industrial light structures that are dressed to look like trees and they're beautiful. They're huge. They're beautifully lighted. And I heard at some point when I was listening to stuff about this show, that that is part of like an sort of an animal refuge. I don't know if that's really true, but that's what I heard. 
and they're the, they're just these big beautiful tree-ish things and um they walk around it's just gorgeous at night it's beautiful mm-hmm. and, you know colton with his buildings in light you know i guess that's the best way you can kind of describe this the light was beautiful yeah and um Kaylin says her relationship with Colton is natural, real, authentic, and right. Mm-hmm. And she can see herself falling in love with him. Yeah. Um, it's time for the rose ceremony. Yeah. And I actually didn't ever write notes about the rose ceremony. So. All right. <laughs> but I remember it. Well, at the beginning of the rose ceremony, Demi already has a rose, of course. Yeah. And she tells all the girls, and they all look very beautiful. She gives him this little pep talk, and she says, For those of you who don't already have a rose, (laughs) you need to spend time with him. It's very important to spend time with him, or you will be going home. Yeah. And she's right. Darn it. She's right again. Yeah, and I think she's trying to do her part, too, because she knows she's going to be talking to Colton about how horrible Courtney is. Um, and she's trying to one last time kind of show that she's not trying to bring down Courtney, but that mm-hmm. she's over Courtney making drama that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and this is, it's such a, it's such a flip from what we just watched with Kaylin. Like it goes from a really serious discussion to this petty drama again. Mm-hmm. Then this is the point where Colton takes Hannah G to his room. Ooh, and they make out and we find they out that Colton has OCD. Well, just like mom. <clears throat> just like me. But not really. He takes her to his room and they make out. But, you know, she's, Hannah G's impressed because the bed is made. Oh, and yeah, In exactly what you said. Yeah. Exactly what you said. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a little OCD. I'm not, and I'm thinking, it's a hotel. The maids bake, they make the bed every day. Colton didn't make the bed. But after they're making out and they mess up the sheets, they remake the they bed. They remake the bed, that's true. And what mom does when we travel, she's pretending like Colton's <laughs> lying about his OCD. But when we go on vacation, even if we're in different hotel rooms, mom will make the bed for the maid, even though the maid's going to come in and remake it, and she'll do it to everyone's bed. I don't make, I don't make the bed when the, I know the maid, the maid's going to remake it, but I you tidy do. it up. You do, and I she I tidy the up the room. I make the bed when we're doing like um, timeshares because the maids don't make the bed, but I still tidy it up and I put the trash in the trash can. And I pick so, because the maid, she works hard enough. I know they work hard, but you don't have to tidy up the bed for them. <laughs> All right, anyways. So, basically, Mom and Colton are the same person. We're both OCD, which, and we're both born in January, so maybe that's an yeah. OCD thing, yeah. So, um, Hannah G says she's going to try to open up with Colton. Um, and that's, like, her big secret. She's shy and has a hard time opening up. So, okay, anyways. I get that, though. It's hard. Yeah, well, I get it. It's hard to be kind of vulnerable and open with someone, especially in this kind of environment. So Especially I, if she's shy and stuff. Yeah, I I get that. Um, Hannah G says at the end of their makeout session in her little aside, she says, this is why I'm here. They fix the bed. And Nicole... <laughs> she's here to fix beds. <laughs> I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to I'm here to make beds. Um, Kaylin says she's over the BS. She needs to talk to Hannah B. So, Hannah B. Lecter, and so they go off to talk together separately. And while they're walking away, all the other girls are speculating um, about, oh, or, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, oh, it's going down. Hannah oh. B. is going to eat her face. Hannah B. is going to eat her face. 
Um, so Kaylin and Hannah B go into a separate Hannah B Lecter go into a separate room and they chat with each other. Um, Kaylin is making eye contact or trying to with Hannah the whole time. But Hannah just has crazy eyes. She always most of the time doesn't make eye contact every now and then she does. Because she I think she's un- uncomfortable about it. There's she's, throughout this whole thing, we it's evident who is better at presenting themselves mm-hmm. and who's better at have like having mm-hmm. mature conversations mm-hmm. than the other one. And this episode has kind of given us insight into why she's yeah. like that. Yeah. She's experienced some serious trauma and we don't know of any trauma that Hannah B. Lecter has experienced. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that kind of trauma can really age a person. Yeah. Wise in a person for sure. Mm-hmm. So... They have their chat, and Kaylin basically says, you know, let's put the past in the past. I have nothing but good hopes for you. I don't wish anything bad for you, and I apologize for whatever part I had. And then Hannah B. Lecter jumps on that word apologize. I accept your apology. I accept your apology. And then her Even though she hasn't done anything, and she doesn't apologize to her, I don't think, does she? No, not really. No, no, not at all. Yeah. And in her... ITM. She says, "Oh, she apologized to me. No, she, she was it. she was reaching out to you to, to say, say to see you know, what she did, right? Yeah. Whatever, whatever I did that made you uncomfortable, I want to you know fix that." And Hannah B. Lecter just said, just kind of went on. Oh, she apologized to me. I was in the right. I'm perfect, and she's flawed. She didn't say and that. And she but. was basically like, I'm so happy we can just put this behind us. Yeah. Which, it's not going to stay behind them. They just needed this to not be a thing right after Kaylin's big story. Exactly. That's what they I needed. Think. Yeah, they needed to show some respect to Kaylin after all this. I think that's exactly what happened. I think after seeing Who Goes Home this episode, I am sure we know who the two-on-one's going to be. Well, I'm wondering, though. I'm wondering if the two-on-one is just going to be passed over this season because of the gravity of Kaylin's story. Like, nobody's going to root for Hannah B. Lecter now because Kaylin, you know, really dealt with real crap. No one one was rooting for her anyways. Yeah, true. So we'll see. Um, I'm I'm curious about that. I I mean, it's either going to be a two-on-one between the two of them or between two random people that... Which is how we don't care about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hannah B says World War Three was averted tonight. Yeah, which for now. Um, then it goes back. Is this when Demi confronts Colton? Um, Courtney is hoping people, oh, who don't deserve to be here, go home. <laughs> it's not a show. It's not a game. Well, actually, it is a show, and it is a game. Yeah. But I think she does. She says somewhere at some point that um, she's heard Demi say that she just wants to win. But yeah. also, the producers, if they got something like that, they'd want to show it because yeah. it would make her look like a villain. Yeah, so I think she's lying. Yeah, I don't believe her. The Demi and Courtney dramas now, right? Yes, this is when. So Demi goes and talks to Colton, mm-hmm. and she says, There is a cancer in the house. Courtney is the cancer of the house. And that's a horrible thing to say to anyone. It is. I was, right up to that point, I was like, yes, Demi, I love her. She's great. And then I was like, oof, that is not nice. But she's playing the game. So, um, and, you know, I think if 
if Demi didn't already have a rose at this point, she wouldn't have said that necessarily. She she knows how to play this game. Mm-hmm. She's got a rose. She's safe. She's attacking. Yeah, and so she told Colton she was like, she's the cancer of the house. She has attacked me verbally, and um, she's just... She is the person here that's least worthy of your affection. And, and Colton, Colton gets, takes that to heart. Yeah, he gets hung up on the word attacked. He's like, wait, she attacked you? What does that yeah. mean? He's like, no one should ever verbally attack anyone else. And um, No, Courtney fin- um, finally comes up and talks to him. And at last. he says, the words cancer of the house have come up t- to me. And she looks super offended. Well, yeah, she would. she initiates a conversation complaining about Demi, which that's not what you do. That's not how you initiate a conversation with no. someone, yeah, that you're trying to date. And so that gives him the go-ahead to ask her, did you say this, you know, are you the yeah. cancer of the house? And, and she says, no, Demi's the cancer of the house. And they just kind of, it's, she's she's not good about presenting what oh, she has to no, say. No, she's, and she's doesn't have the metal to stay yeah, unfortunately, and um, she just keeps talking about it, and then they go. She goes back down. Courtney goes back down after talking to Colton. Colton's super confused about the whole thing. Yeah, he's super upset because yeah. he he doesn't want any of his girls to be unhappy. I I really do think that I do too. Courtney goes back down, and she's like, "Who here thinks I'm the cancer of the house?" And Demi shoots her arm up in the air, Hermione style. I do. She has no problem admitting that she's the one that said that. And some of the girls are like, that's really mean. Did you say that? Yeah, "Yeah, I did. She says, yeah, I said that. And we're like, wow. Yeah. And and then Courtney's like, that's a horrible thing to say. Like, my worst enemy would never even say that to me. And Demi's like, like, you're, you, she's like, you attacked me. Like, you... Asked me what my age was, even though we're the same effing age, and you insinuated that I didn't have any class and just like was blowing up at her. And Courtney was like, "That never happened," even though it did. <laughs> well, and the rest of the girls are watching this, and there's no other word for it. They're befumbled. <laughs> They're like, "What is going on?" Especially Hannah B. Lecter, yeah. <laughs> super befumbled. Um, it was just super dramatic. Now it's time for the rose ceremony. And right before Demi says in her little private thing, she says, Courtney should go home over Tracy, and I'm the only one who has the balls to say Courtney sucks. Yeah. And um, it shows the rose ceremony. I have the order. Hannah G gets the first rose. Hannah G always gets the first rose because she's the beloved. Heather, interestingly, Kerpa. Um... I think it says Hannah B, Katie, Elise, Sydney, Cassie, Nicole, and then it comes down to Onyeka, Tracy, and Courtney. And Onyeka gets the last rose. Sending Tracy and Courtney. <laughs> Tracy and Courtney both go home and it shows Demi and I I think she puts her rose in her mouth and like smiles. Yeah. And she's like looks so thrilled and it just keeps going back to her. It's the best night of Demi's life. Yeah, I'm she pretty is so sure. Excited. Her mom's out of jail. Her two least favorite people didn't get roses. And she's in Singapore. Like <laughs> I wrote I wrote Tracy and Courtney are gone, much to Demi's delight. <laughs> Who will Demi eliminate next? <laughs> she her brain's going. She's like, maybe I could get Colton to leave. <laughs> <sighs> On her way out, Courtney um, 
bashes Demi one last time. Which is not the way you go out. You go out and you're thankful for your experience. I hope Colton finds love. I wish him great luck. And oh, um, we've got a few more quotes from Demi. Dr. Demi cut the cancer out. (laughs) No more leeches. And ding dong, the bitch is dead. (laughs) I love Demi. Who were your sparkle squad? Well, the whole thing, I mean, I'll tell you what I felt like during this episode was, metaphorically, I felt like Tasia dropping, you know, jumping off the bungee cord feet down like I was just jerked around the whole time. Um, My sparkle squad, let's see, what did I write down? Um, Caitlin's little black dress. That was the fringes. My, yeah, that was my favorite dress the whole episode. The green date dress she wore with Colton with the low back. That was pretty, too. It's gorgeous. And Tasha's pink dress. I don't know if I had to... Ch- Kaylin won this fashion episode for sure. For sure. So and this what if episode. I, if I... Yeah, Kaylin, totally. But if I have to, like, totally pick one that I love... I don't know. I just love Tasha's little pink dress. It was really pretty. It wasn't little, it was big. But I love all three of those. What were yours? Mine was definitely Ka- both of Caitlin's dresses. Yeah. Caitlin's um, little black and green. Little black dress and the green date dress was just absolutely gorgeous. Um, and it, I like that it had little, like, wings it looked like, like, at the bottom. Mm. When she walked, she, like, it was very, like, she was holding The green it. one? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was super pretty, but that was that episode, and I don't even remember what the sneak peek was. Oh, it looks like next week Cassie gets oh, a date. Yeah, and... I think I feel like I had another question for you. Oh, who? Are, oh, final four. Who do you think? Oh, who do you think is the best bet for Bachelorette at this point? At this point, ooh, Bachelorette. At this point, I think after this episode, Kaylin's obviously um, a, a very a front runner contender for sure. Tasha possibly too. Um, would she, I, I wonder if Tasha would be, would she be the ver- first divorcee? I, I, I don't know as far as I know. Well, no, what about, there've been moms Emily. that have been, yeah, yeah. So maybe not. Um, but yeah, so Tasha, Kaylin, and, um, I just love, Elise, but she seems like she's falling behind in the... Yeah, we'll have to see how Elise does, because I think she is going to be crazy for Elise, it looks like. Yeah. Um, who else gets a date next week? Oh, Heather, right? Heather, yeah. Oh, finally! I just want the poor girl to get kissed already. Sure, it'll be a feel-good episode. <sighs> after after tonight's episode, I hope so. Okay, so final four. Final four, I think, are going to be Cassie, Tasha, Hannah G... Those are my top three, too. Those are my top three. I don't know. What about your fourth? Fourth is hard, right? Fourth is hard, Because yeah. we've got we've got Demi, potentially Dark Horse, to get her mom in the picture. Yeah. And we've got Kaylin, of course. And I think maybe even Heather. I think Kaylin. I think Kaylin. I think it's one of those three. Yeah, I think the top four are going to be Kaylin, um, Cassie, Hannah G, and Tasha. Cassie and Tasha, yeah. But I think we can't just completely discount Demi, and I think Heather is another dark horse. Could let me ask you this: Could you, thinking about Heather as part of the top three or four, do you think that Colton might include her in the top three or four, especially the top three, 
knowing that there's no pressure in the fantasy suite with her because she's also a virgin? No. You think he's just going to pick the people he really wants? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's this week's episode. We thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we'd love to hear from you and we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and rate and review. Um, you can also send and us subscribe. Emails. Rate, I said that. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but subscribe. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we'd love for you to reach out. We really want to record stuff that you enjoy. So if you, if there's anything you want us to talk about, or if there's any segments that you think might be fun to talk about every episode, you are welcome to email us at rosettespodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also follow us and slide into our DMs on Instagram, um, which is also Rosette's Podcast. And um, yeah, we just we'd love to hear from you. And uh, we will also put the our website and uh, Instagram links in our bio of this episode and we are so excited for next week we're so excited to talk to you and please you know if you've enjoyed this please share it with your peeps yeah please and i you know i woke up this morning and i said oh it's podcast day yay (laughs) we love doing this and we hope that we can you know share this with you and that you'll love it too and and it's a fun mother-daughter bonding activity for us to do together so we don't even really care if um there's not that many listeners but if we do get gain kind of a larger audience well we care yeah well no it's fun for us to do just we'll keep doing it no matter what yeah but but it'd be cool if stuff happened like that yeah and we'd love to hear from you guys um and you could a fun a fun thing might be to share this podcast and listen to it with your moms or your daughters. Ooh, that's a good so, idea. Mother daughter bonding. We know um, there's a we know there's a lot of stuff out there for you to listen to, and we truly appreciate you listening to us. Yeah, and I think it's I find I mean not to honk our own horn or anything, but um, or toot our own horn, but <laughs> but um, I think that it is really interesting to kind of talk to mom about the bachelor because we do generationally have different opinions about what's happening on the show. Um, and just what happens with those kinds of relationships in general. So I think it's interesting to kind of discuss that and learn about that with her. Yeah. Because I'm so, so old and so, so wise. Just ancient. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. (laughs) But, um, all right. Happy bachelor week. Every week's Bachelor Week. So, (laughs) later, Gators. Good night.